Hello and welcome to No Yokes, Just Jesus podcast. Well, America and the rest of the world, I know, is being gripped by fear right now with the coronavirus. As well we should be, it's a formidable foe. It has caused a lot of deaths and tragedy amongst people in many countries and leaves medical science baffled to an extent. They're working diligently to find a antidote and a, and a cure uh, for a vaccine and whatnot, but which is looking like it's going to take a year. Uh, people are out of work, and uh, one of the biggest stresses can be a financially trying time. But I want to assure you that as decimating as this could be, leading to huge inflammation and, uh, or excuse me, inflation um, in the dollar and, and a lot of other things, that God is still on the throne and that, um, you know, I'm not saying this is leading to the end of the world, but what I will say is that there are things of biblical proportion going on that could lead to uh, the end times. You know, there's no um, new revelation. It's all in God's word from beginning to end. And we know that there's nothing else that needs to take place in Bible prophecy um, for Christ to return. And, uh, you know, the Bible speaks to this in a lot of verses. Uh, and there's a lot of people throwing around verses and saying the end is coming. And it very well may be Christ could come back literally today. Um, his return is imminent. Uh, he's not a man that he can lie when he says he's returning. He's returning. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. But uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff being thrown around out there. A lot of controversy, a lot of questions and You know, we get a lot of good information, some bad information, and, you know, there's social distancing now, and uh, people working from home that can, people that can't are uh, without jobs. We have cities that have shut down, uh, you know, California and and others, and I'm sure more to come. Uh, My place of business that I work, my employer, has sent hundreds of us to work from home, and... um, Life goes on. We're waiting to see uh, what's next. Uh, the hope is to, to stop the, bre- the spread um, of this coronavirus so that people can, you know, return back to life as normal. But as Christians, in the meantime, we should understand that, that God has positioned us for such a time as this. Uh, we're here to be salt and light for the world. Um, You know, I I see a lot of Christians walking in fear, and I understand that we're human and things can be scary, but at the end of the day, you have to trust God. And if if you're walking in fear, you need to press into God. You need to seek Him. Um, If you knock and you seek, you you will find He is is never far from us. And uh, if you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I encourage you today to ask Him to save you. You know, a lot of times in church or, or in the culture we've built today in church, people have ideas about what salvation is. And a lot of times they think you have to go to a church or say a certain prayer or different kind of things. But, you know, I want to remind y'all, I mean, maybe you've heard it, maybe you never have, but there's a story of the thief on the cross. And when Jesus Christ was being crucified, there was two thieves uh, that were nailed to crosses beside him as well being crucified. It was 
the way they administered uh, punishment back then. It was a horrible, gruesome death. And, you know, Jesus had, um, was born of a virgin, lived 33 years, tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin, lived a perfect, sinless life. And here he was giving his life up. No one was taking it. He was giving his life for the sins of the world uh, because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And Jesus, on the cross of Calvary, conquers death, hell, and the grave that day, dies, and of course later we know raised, uh, was raised from the dead and lives evermore at the right hand of the Father until he returns to make intercession for, for us. And he loves you. But back to the story, you know, the thief on the cross, he... He knew um, that Jesus didn't deserve um, the things that he was getting. He had lived in that community. He had heard of Jesus' miracles, I'm sure, and the things that he had done and understood that he didn't do anything wrong. And what he knew was that he had done wrong. He knew his own individual sin nature. He knew um, that he had sinned against God. He knew that he deserved to die for the things he had done. Um, as a thief, and he was justly being treated for, you know, uh, getting the reward he deserved. Uh, but he did two things only on that cross to be saved. He, he got saved and, and eternally went to heaven. And, and the scripture says that Jesus told him after he asked, he said, today you will be in me, with me in paradise. The Bible says to be absent with the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And the minute uh, the thief on the cross died, um, you know, he spent eternity in heaven with Christ and is still there to this day for those who have their faith and trust in Christ. He'll, he'll be in heaven there with, with other believers. And he didn't go down a church aisle. He didn't get baptized. All those things are, are fine and, and, they're, and they're good and well. And baptism is the first act of obedience. But what the thief on the cross did do was he believed that Jesus was who he said he was. That was the first thing he did. Um, he believed that Jesus was perfect uh, and lived a sinless life. Uh, that was the second thing he did. And then thirdly, he, he not only believed in him, he defended him. So much so that he, he told the other uh, thief to leave him alone. Uh, that he's done nothing wrong. He didn't deserve this. But that they do. So the basic concept is that the thief was aware of his own sin. Aware of what he did. Aware that he was wrong. And he asked... Jesus, who he recognizes, the Son of God, who was perfect and pure, uh, to remember him when he came into his kingdom. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. What a perfect picture of salvation that is. You know, we, we make salvation, you know, you have to walk down this aisle, you have to do this, you say a prayer. And, and again, nothing wrong with all those things, but the point is, that's not what it is. It's an act of faith and believing in, in a real living God, and his name is Jesus. And because he believed in a real and living God, his soul was saved and, and he has eternity. I mean, if you look around, the very creation cries out, there's a God. Uh, people right now are panicking in fear. And listen, they know there's a God. Uh, they know there's a creator. They can't understand everything and they're lost of state. But I'm telling you, you need to cry out to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He is the I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last the one who was and is and is to come. He's loving, gracious, and merciful. And in this dispensation of grace, he is still saving souls and changing lives. He can give you a hope of eternity. He can give you everlasting life. He holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You know, in John three sixteen, the simple verse that most people know, including those that are lost, 
that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Man, what a truth that is. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus is in the saving business still. But it's clear, and most of you probably heard a preacher say this, that you know if we need to repent and he'll heal our land. You know, repentance is sometimes thought of many ways, but the thief on the cross had repented. And what that means is repentance is actually a change of mind. A change of mind will change your actions. It's a way of thinking. And the thief on the cross decided his way of living was wrong and that Christ's way of living was right. And he believed uh, in who Jesus was as the Messiah, uh, and, and he put his faith and trust in him. He didn't have much else to hope in at that point in life, a lot of people would say. And I would say today, there's a lot of people without a lot to hope in, a lot of confused and scared people. And I know it sounds maybe even crazy or preposterous to you, but I tell you that Jesus loves you and that he did open his arms wide and die on the cross of Calvary and pay for every one of your sin debts. But you, like the thief on the cross, have to believe. You have to turn and put your faith and trust in him before it's everlasting too late. You know, none of us... Uh, want to see this get worse or spread or anyone lose uh, more lives and we don't want to see the economy break because of it there's many things we don't want to see we don't want to see people hurting but the real reality is that we're not promised tomorrow and that that this could lead to a crippling economic crash it's definitely probably going to lead uh, to a different way of life uh, for most of us here in America you know and, and my hope and prayer is that God would have mercy on us and it doesn't and that he would heal our land. But if we don't repent and turn back, if we dishonor God the way we have in this land, and I'm going to speak to a couple of those things because it's on my heart. You know, number one, and uh, I'll get a little choked up, but it's our abortion crisis. Um, I believe the blood has just flowed onto this land, and, and it is cried out to God, just like it says in the Bible of old with Cain and Abel, and I believe that it stinks to God's nostrils, and I believe every other believer on this planet believes the same thing, and we here in America, we murder more babies um, every year than the coronavirus will kill. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a scientist. I don't know, but what I will say is this. We we have blood on our hands uh, in America for allowing um, it to be legal to take innocent life uh, under the guise of Planned Parenthood or pro-choice. And, you know, Jesus is the author, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God is um, not someone that should be mocked. And we can't continue to allow things like this to go on in our country. We need to, as Americans and as believers, stand up. And we need to say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to vote for you. We want it stopped immediately. And I'm telling you, if we don't have the backbone to do that at minimal, and there are so many other things that we need to touch on here in America, but if we don't have the backbone to do that, I fear that it would be hard to stave God's judgment. I mean, God is gracious and merciful, but if you look at his word from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, uh, God doesn't play games. He is not to be mocked. Um, His word is not to be broken continually, and it's for a good reason.
you know, he is not um, going to turn a blind eye to sin. The Bible tells us that. We are in a dispensation of grace, and he seeks for us to to repent. Um, the Bible says that he wishes that none uh, would perish, but all would come to repentance. And I believe that truly is God's heart from reading his word and from knowing him. There's no doubt about it. But I tell you, we continue to do things like allow abortion to go on in our country. And I'm not talking about a few people standing outside with a sign saying that we can't do it anymore. We have to disdain it. We have to say we're not going to allow it. You know, taking Bibles out of school, you know, our president's done some things to, to, to put that back in place. But, you know, we, decades ago, um, allowed them to push God out of school. And, you know, you see everything that still goes on. And it's usually a small group of people that are for it, but they have all the power while we stand back and, and do nothing. I mean, we serve a mighty and a holy and a righteous God who will honor good deeds and good works, and yet we won't stand up and say, hey, enough is enough. I mean, do I believe that God can stop the pestilence? Absolutely. Do I believe God can keep his people safe? Absolutely. Is he coming back soon? Absolutely. You better look up because redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming back, and and I'm not saying it's going to be this day or this week, but it could. It really, really could. And it could be 30 years from now. I have no idea. I am not God. But what I do know is this. I read his word, and I, and I see that we are so far amiss as people. We have become so weak backbone, and we need to repent as a nation and as individuals. And we better fall on our faces and fall to our knees and cry out to God. And like the thief on the cross, we better have a change of mind, true repentance, and start seeing things as God sees them seeing our sin as abominable and wrong and deserving of, of punishment. The Bible says the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. We have a whole country choosing the wage of sin versus everlasting life because they love the world and they love sin. And God's Word says, you know, that there's none righteous, no, not one. Listen, I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. I don't deserve heaven, but I get it because my faith and trust is in Jesus. We have to, as a nation, turn back to God. We have to turn back. And his name is Jesus. And I mean, listen, he, he loved the world so much that he literally came down out of heaven, born as a virgin, set in a womb for nine months of a human uh, woman, was born, witnessed by all people. By the way, he wasn't a good man. He was a real, uh, uh, you know, a, a real God that came down in real flesh and existed on the earth. And thousands and thousands of people saw him and met him. He proved who he was through miracles and works and rose from the dead in front of many witnesses and ascended back to the earth and came and and hung out with the apostles. Man, what an amazing, mighty God. You know, one of the most heartbreaking things is that as this uh, begins to touch home and more more people are diagnosed with the virus and uh, there are more deaths and whatnot, which we pray that God would just have mercy and, and protect those people. But you know, we, we see it happening all around us. And, and I believe that in this, you know, it's not only the negative, it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for people to repent 
and to turn back to God, that we could be one nation under God again, that we would come back to the founding principles. And listen, I know that we are not perfect and we never will be. And we're not talking about sinless perfection, but what we are talking about, we have to get real. We have strip clubs and bars and, you know, people are drunk with wine, we're in success, we're breaking every law God has, we're living it up, living our best life, we're going to party in hell, so to speak, and all of this nonsense. You know, buy more, get more, get rich, get money, you know, and people love money. Listen, that's their security. You think right now that people are out buying up stuff because they're uh, they're fearful of CODV-19? Yeah, sure they are. But you know what the real core fear is? The fear is that they're going to run out of money and run out of things. That's why they're buying up toilet paper like mad idiots and ripping all the food off the shelves because they don't know how to survive and they don't have a God to trust in. And, and, and a lot of people that claim to be Christians are, are right in the same boat, you know. They're, they're, they've got three months of supplies at their house and they're prepping for life, yet they're forgetting to prep for Jesus who's going to crack the clouds wide open <laughs> to rapture out this church. And people are going to be terrified. People will probably be listening to this podcast after I'm gone and we're gone. And, you know, there's a church on every corner here in Florida and in the South who's been preaching the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's all over television, airways. There's the, the Bible is the most printed book in the world. And there is no excuse for any of you. And you're going to be saying, oh, why? How did this happen? What happened? It was an alien invasion. Listen, we have told you over and over and over and over and over again. Get right with Jesus. Put your faith and trust in Jesus. He is coming again. There is judgment coming. And there's a way of escape. And with love, we have shared this message over and over and over again. And we're continuing to right now. And we're telling you to repent lest it's everlasting too late. Listen, you, don't, you can believe whatever you want to, but I'm telling you right now that the only sin that will destroy people is what they did with Jesus. There's one unpardonable sin. It's reject the Holy Spirit of the living God. And if He literally compels you and shows you like He did the thief on the cross that Jesus is, there must be something. His name is Jesus. And He is perfect and He is right and He is God and He is holy. And He died on the cross for your sins like all these preachers have been preaching to you for thousand years now plus at the end of the day uh, your blood is on your hands you need to make a choice for yourself the Bible says that we will stand alone before God that means when I die or when Christ comes back I will stand in the presence of Jesus the judge the author and finisher of my faith no one will be with me not my wife not my kid not my family not my brother not my friends no one will stand with me except for me and I will stand in the presence of a holy and a righteous God, unworthy to be there. And I have no claim except for that I put my faith and trust in you, Lord Jesus. Thank you uh, for giving me the ability to believe. Thank you for showing me that I need to repent of my sin and that I am wicked and undone and my need for a Savior. And that's all I'll have to plead and that's all anyone will have to plead. But I am telling you, Everyone dies, one out of a hundred, and we're living like we have eternal life when you don't. And you need Jesus. Listen, you can think I'm a crazy person, you know, but I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to get real, real here. I'm going to get real, real. You know, there's a lot of you out there. You, you go to church on, uh, we call you CEOs, Christmas, 
uh, Easter and other holidays. You know what I mean? But uh, that's about the only time you attend. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray. You don't spend time with God. The only time you seek God is when something goes bad in your life. You don't have a relationship with Him, and you probably never did. You know, we've written this whole new language called you know, being backslidden, which I'm not saying Christians can't backslide. But what I am saying is that a lot of you are deceiving yourself, like it says in Matthew 7. And Jesus is going to say to many, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. And people are going to claim, Lord, Lord, haven't we done all this? Haven't we done this? Haven't we gone to Christmas on, I mean, to church on Easter and Christmas? And I went with my mama that one year on Mother's Day and all that other stuff. Let me tell you something. It's garbage. You expect that you've been converted and you've taken up your cross and you followed Christ when you don't attend church on a regular basis. You forsake the gathering of yourself together with other believers. You have nothing in your life that's changed. The Holy Spirit of God doesn't reside in you. You can't stop sinning and all you want is the ways of the world because you say you're a Christian and that is an absolute lie and you're going to bust hell wide open. Well, you say, well, that's horrible. Why would you say that to me? Listen, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that we need to be on our faces repenting before a holy and righteous God. Listen, I'm a believer. I attend church twice on Sunday and every Wednesday of my life. I teach a youth group. I minister to people. I'm on staff at a church. And I am on my face before God praying right now, trusting in Him, asking Him to forgive me of everything in my life because He is holy and He is righteous. And not because, you know, it it changes my salvation stance. I put my faith and trust in Him. I'm saved by faith through grace. But what it does do is, man, I don't want to stand before a holy and a righteous God and be undone. I don't want Christ to return for His church and, and be living in wickedness or anything that's displeasing to God. You know, I tell you, I guarantee you, Corona's got people's attention right now. And, and I'm going to tell you who needs to get your attention. His name is Jesus. There's an enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. I promise. And you don't need any yokes. You need just Jesus. Money is not going to save you. It's going to inflate. It's going to run out. It can come and go. Your family, although they may be wonderful, can't save you. Medical science and doctors, although they can do wonderful things and they're a blessing and with God-given talent that's come from God, but at the end of the day, they can't save you either. It's only Jesus, the creator of this world. You know, He loves you and He cares for you, but we must repent. And those of us who are Christians and believers and have faith and trust in Christ, we need to stand strong during this time. We need to stand up and we need to trust God in the fear, in the face of fear and adversity and everything that's going on. We need to be wise and we need to have wisdom. But God has created us for such a time as this to be salt and light. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be helping our neighbors when we can. We need to be uh, walking in love. We need to be giving it all uh, so that we can honor God and He'd be well pleased. Uh, and not because you know we work our way to salvation, but because He has saved us out of out of the love in our heart for Him, uh, we serve Him, and and I and I prayerfully uh, ask that you you know consider all these things in this time that you would be a blessing to someone, that you would uh, reach out to your neighbors in love, and and you know you've got to obey the laws of the land, social distancing. I get it, and all that stuff, but doesn't mean you can't call, text, FaceTime, video chat with people, um, you know, talk from six feet away, you know, 
and and share the love of God and, and pray for them because this is a trying time for all and it, and it may get worse you know as the days press on but we know that God is still on the throne he has not relinquished it to anyone or anything he holds the keys to death hell and the grave Lord Jesus does and he is coming again and the gates of hell in this whole world will not prevail against him he is mighty to save uh to the uttermost he is king of kings and lord of lords and i just encourage you you know if you don't know him as personal lord and savior that today would be the day of salvation for you the bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved and i encourage you if you don't know him as personal lord and savior today to cry out to him ask him to forgive you of your sins to come into your life and take you to heaven uh when you pass away or when he comes because that's all the thief on the cross did if you mean it with all your heart you believe that jesus is the son of God and that he lived and rose from the dead and he is who he says he is. You can put your faith and trust in him and uh, he'll never leave you nor forsake you and he'll give you eternity with him. I encourage you if you, if you do that to open your open a Bible or get the Bible app and, and begin to read the New Testament and just let God work in your life whether you have two days or 10,000 left. And if you know him as Lord and call him Lord and you serve him, and live right, have clean hands and a clean heart. Weep before God and ask Him to forgive you of any sin or anything that's displeasing in your life. And to turn back to Him and to pray for the lost around you and pray for your family who are lost and your friends who are lost. And just be an encouragement in this time and trust Him. I mean, I believe God can do mighty things. And if uh, one more soul comes to know Him, I, I pray that my whole family will come to know Jesus as personal Lord and Savior. I believe I have some that, that know who he is, but that they don't know him personally. And I pray that God would convict their hearts and that they would grow close to him and they would be saved, be born again, as the Bible says. He says you got to be born of the flesh and born of the spirit, you know, to miss the second death. I pray that you would be born again, as the Bible says. But anyways, uh, we'll have more to come. A lot of free time here with the corona we're working from home and hanging out in the house all the time. So uh, we'll probably pump out some more podcasts. I know this wasn't really a, a planned one. And uh, we'll open it up for questions. And we'll send out the uh, chat log. Feel free to drop us a note if you have something you want to discuss. I'm sure there'll be a lot of COVD or CODV-19 coronavirus topics out there. Uh, but the key is to keep the faith. Uh, remember, until next time, no yokes, just Jesus. He's all we need.